These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. We're almost through our first week of free agency, and the Chicago Bears have made quite a bit of acquisitions. We're going to talk about what this means and what kind of the tone Ryan Poles has set with how he's handled free agency so far, and it's Friday, so it's a mailbag day. We're going to go into your voicemails, all that and more, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans, so we're going to start this off. Before we get into the voicemails, what kind of the things that right now, the, the observations that we have from Ryan Poles, you know, this, this first part of free agency. And so Ryan Poles absolutely came into free agency with the plan and has stuck that plan. We started free agency off after the DJ Moore acquisition with $75 million in salary cap space, and we've gone through that. And Ryan Poles even said, with free agency, we stuck to our plan. And that's one thing that Ryan Poles did, and it feels good to have a front office that actually has a plan. And had that plan thought well enough through that they stuck through it. And yes, there are some things and some issues that we still need to do. Free agency is not done, but it did feel good to have a free agency. A free, I'm sorry, a, a front office that had a plan in place for a free agency. And part of that plan was looking at scheme fit, right? We know that. If you look at everyone that the Bears went out and acquired, they made sense to the scheme that this team runs. And that is important we had ryan pace here for so long and he just gave money to players that didn't necessarily always fit on paper the way that you you would have thought and so while schematic fits and fits on paper don't always go the way that you would think right now ryan pose is sticking to the plan of of going after players that that fit what they do here in chicago and i i for one like that when you look at tremaine edmonds definitely is a fit when you look at you know when you look at even the acquisition of dante foreman Definitely a fit. So the fit that has been at the forefront or whatever that they did. And so, you know, it is what it is. And then so with that also is that Ryan Poles didn't go after some of the bigger name free agents that just were big names just to be names. And I know that that is an issue for some fans that just want to see names and they really gravitate towards the big names around the NFL. Ryan Poles didn't do that. And he stuck to things that were going to do well and and help this team when you look at Tremaine Edmonds TJ Edwards these are these are people that fit and they're going to be playing the best situation and position for them and Ryan Poe said this I think you can get in trouble if you go heavy with the biggest need and you fire away there and you let really good players walk away because you're too stuck on where you need to get players again that's what that's what Ryan Poe's did and kind of set that tone and it's good he also went after players that were still fairly young when you look at the players that we've acquired TJ Edwards, 26, Nate Davis, 26, Demarcus Walker, 28, Jermaine Edmonds, 24, right? We went after players that still are fairly young, still even some in some areas have some room to grow their game. Jermaine Edmonds at being only 24 can still grow and add things to his game. And I like what he did. So when you look at youth to be able to stay young, fast, explosive, which was what something that Ryan Poe said, 
He's absolutely done that in the way that he's attacked free agency so far as well. Now, everything hasn't been sunshine and rainbows. One of the observations are so far is that we still have some work to do on the defensive line, and we haven't addressed that in a huge way. We have made a, made a signing there, and it, 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 shout out to them because, again, the player that we signed on the defensive line would have led this team in sacks and QB pressures last season. So I don't want to act like he has not done anything yet, but we still got some work to do on that defensive line and offensive line for that matter. And those are still, of course, some of the biggest questions that we need to do. Now, another thing that came out is the building around Justin Fields. He is now putting together, albeit still needs some work on the offensive line, to really give Justin Fields the weapons that many of us have called for, the weapons that hopefully are going to help you evaluate him better as a passer, even though you still got some work to do on the offensive line. DJ Moore is a true number one wide receiver, and that helps put everybody kind of back in the positions that they should be and that we can take a look. Still, with Cole Komet being a big part of that as well. Um, so I like what Justin Fields says. I'm sorry, what Ryan Poles has done to address the weapons that Justin Fields does need. Now we need to address the the protection that Justin Fields needs. We need to do that, and then we could be in a situation, a perfect situation, to really evaluate Justin Fields as a passer going forward. Um, right now is that he's still betting on the young players that he drafted last season as well, right? He's still betting on Braxton Jones to be the starting left tackle, at least it looks like for now. And again, keep building that confidence in the young players. Tevin Jenkins still, you know, he may switch positions, but still probably going to be a starter for their, our best offensive lineman uh, last year. We still have some glaring holes that we need to, if, that we need to do on that, uh, that offensive line. But as of right now, looks like Braxton Jones is going to be the left tackle. Nate Davis is going to be the left guard. Cody Whitehair is probably going to be moving to center. Tevin Jenkins is the right guard. We still need to go after and get a tackle, another tackle again. So we'll see what happens with that or if they're going to move uh, Jenkins back to tackle, we'll end up seeing. And so that is what kind of the tone that Ryan Poles has set so far in free agency. Is everything solved right now? No. Do we still have work to do? Absolutely. But at least Ryan Poles in this first week, basically, of free agency has shown you guys the kind of the path that he's going to go. Let's hope that he continues to build off that. All right, enough of me talking. We got enough. I asked you guys for voicemails, and you pulled my card. You sent in a lot of voicemails. If your voicemail is not listened to on this episode, we're going to get to it on tomorrow's uh, episode. And then the ones that sent text messages as well, we're going to get to those between today, tomorrow, Sunday, and Monday. We will get to every voicemail that has made it in over the course of this weekend. This first one, this one's from MCC. Man, hey, if you don't get your ugly, dusty ass off the can and let C-Dub or Bobby take over... Man, you know you know what's already good, nah, but uh seriously it's MC season, uh aka Los. Uh so we know um Pauls is going to focus on the O line and D line. My question is uh what do you think like which line do you think he should focus on more? The offensive side or defensive side? Uh right, thanks man. Take care. First of all, Shut up. No, second. I appreciate MC season is the OG vet both on here and Chicago Bulls Central. But he said, Chappelle's focus on the D-line or O-line first. And my answer to that is wherever you feel like you can get the talent. I do feel like both trenches need to be addressed in a meaningful way. I, if I'm going to have to weigh one over the other, it's going to be offensive line. You've now gotten weapons. All those weapons don't matter if, if Justin Fields is still running for his life. So if I had to pick between the two, I would absolutely say the offensive line needs to be addressed first. But we need to address both, and we need to address both in super meaningful ways, which trenches heavy draft. We can absolutely um, look to affect that in the draft, so we'll see what happens there. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one is from the 815. Hey, so listen, bro. 
I just watched your your video on the the draft picks and the trade with DJ Moore and uh, the Chicago Bears and the Panthers, right? So I heard a question. That, hold on, I'm actually watching the video right now. So let me back up a little bit and see what. Okay, so you you had said something about do do you feel like the Bears had gained enough in draft picks, right? Now, yes, is DJ Moore a number one wide receiver with Clay Poole in the second and and Darnell Mooney tearing up lineback, linebackers and safeties? But look at this, though, bro. So everybody's argument is that they say Justin Fields is basically a running back quarterback. So as long as we can draft, and, and, and personally, in my opinion, if, if the Bears make good free agency pickups on the offensive line and maybe even draft the offensive lineman or two. Yes, our defense needs work, but let, let's think about it this way, bro. We got hella draft picks to beef up our offense. But this season right here is to show the the haters basically that Justin Fields can throw. But if Justin Fields can't prove his growth with the draft picks that we got from the Panthers on this trade, we could use draft picks to pick up another quarterback. Now, I love Justin Fields, and I think, like, if you look at his college uh, highlights or stats, he is a passing quarterback. But a passing quarterback in college is completely different than a passing quarterback in the NFL. So the draft picks that he, um, Ryan Poles, had picked up is basically, like, no matter what, if if it goes wrong or right, there's always going to be an answer to the solution either way. And that's the way I'ma look at it, bro. And I think everybody should look at it too. But I mean, shit, folks, tell me if you're wrong. Because personally, I think picking up DJ Moore two first rounds and a round, uh, I mean, a second round picks at 61, you basically got three first round draft picks, bro. So look at it that way, gang. No cap. Like, folks, I think I think Ryan Poles did his shit on 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 this on this uh, this trade and shit. All that for one draft pick? Guaranteed it's the first draft pick? Before. All that for one? Man, come on, gang. We know what's popping, G. Come on, let's be real. All right. And this is kind of kind of the mindset that we go into. It's saying that if the Bears uh, have good pickups on the O-line, um, and just, this is an opportunity for Justin Fields to prove that he can throw. Now, if you, some people, you know, if you've seen Justin Fields play in college, you know that he has the ability to throw, right? And so we need to see that. But I love what you said here is that, Justin Fields has the opportunity to prove that he can throw, but we talked about this on the live stream as well. Honestly, I, I love Justin Fields, and I do think he is going to prove it. But if for some reason Justin Fields doesn't, that, like, Ryan Poles, absolutely, when you look at that that extra first-round pick they got from the Panthers in this up, uh, next year's draft in 2024 draft, you absolutely could maybe see Ryan Poles going a quarterback if he feels like, hey, I've given you the line, I've given you the weapons, you ain't get it done. Let's go a different direction. I'm not saying that that's likely. I'm not saying that that's the outcome I want to see. Ryan Post, to me, is our franchise quarterback, and I think he is going to prove, again, with the offensive line improvements, that he is going to prove that he is a franchise quarterback that you can build around. But if for some reason it doesn't, for some reason Justin Fields looks like a terrible passer, for whatever reason, if that does happen, Ryan Post has built enough future assets in this to where he could go. And next year's quarterback class is better than this year's quarterback class. So the Bears could absolutely look to maybe move that. And don't look outside of it, and this is something we haven't talked about a lot yet on this show, is that if Justin Fields does prove he's a passer, and let's say the Colts do have, I'm sorry, the, the Panthers do have a struggling season, and that first-round pick ends up being top five next year, we can see the Bears trade down yet again 
for teams that are going to want to get after their quarterback, and he can get another haul for that. So I like what Ryan Poles has done, but I absolutely agree with you that there is a chance. I'm not going to talk about how slight, how big it is, but there absolutely is a chance that Ryan Poles, if Justin Fields does not prove it in next season, could then start looking at maybe going a different route at quarterback. Again, highly unlikely. I'm not saying that that's the outcome that I want. I'm not saying that's the outcome that's going to happen. But Ryan Poles, all I'm saying that is to say that Ryan Poles has set himself up to where if he does need to make a pivot, he has the assets to do so. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. Uh, Gonna let that play now. Yeah, the Bears are doing a good thing. I'm, I'm proud of them. They're picking up some linemen, offense, and defense, and the best in the league, free agents. Also got the best linemen in the draft. So they're putting some stuff around Justin Fields. They're going to pick up the best receiver from the Panthers. Wow, dude. But still going to take at least another year or two for continuity setting. I'm the guy that called you three, four months ago was telling you the continuity is where they all got to become friends and know each other. Moves and all of that takes time to fall in place. Maybe not this year. Might not even be next year, but the Bears will be a contender starting this year. And I'm proud of them and tell them that their fans are getting much more confident and happy in them and making the right decisions. And trust me, we're not going to forget the better. All right. Listen, I love hearing people turn. This is the same guy who called in a couple of weeks ago that said, literally, if the Bears aren't in Super Bowl contention, that the coaches need to be fired next season. I'm glad that you see that, the, that Ryan Poles is starting to improve this team, that he is doing the work to add talent to this team that we need. I love hearing people, not just because it's turning around on your opinion, but I love being objective enough to realize that, yes, Ryan Poles is putting things in place that we can start looking at this team a little bit differently. And I love what he's doing. We're going to continue to see it evolve. It's going to take time, right? And I, and any, I know we live in a microwave mindset. Everybody thinks you can add water, throw it in, heat it up. It's good. That's not everything. It's going to take time. But And this is still, in a way, is an evaluation season, evaluating not only the receivers and the weapons, but Justin Fields as a thrower. But it's also a season which you still want to build. Last year, we, it was all evaluation and development. This year, it's evaluation development, but winning while you're doing it. And so... We'll see how this team turns into, but I really do like our, our possibility to evaluate, evolve, but still get get some wins in there while we're going to do it. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Big Home. What up, Hayes? It's your boy, Anthony Big Homie, calling in for the first time, always checking you out. I want to talk about the draft, bro. I've been doing extensive, extensive scientific research about the players that we need to go after. Can you hear me out? I know people will talking about bringing in a more veteran left tackle damn that i say go get peter Garansky, big dude tackle from northwest that boy was made to be a bear he was made to be a bear his technique flawless pass protection flawless malls you on the run on the run flawless i love that boy we need him day two I would be extremely happy if we can go after any of these players. I like Julius Brent, the cornerback from Kansas State. I like his physicality. I like his closing speed. I like the way he 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 opens his hips and, and runs with the wide receivers. Pause. I know that's a little sus. You know, a little sus. Pause. But you know what I'm saying. I I like him. I like him, and I could pick him up and say Jalen Johnson. I, I I can see that, bro. I can really see that. Um. 
Another person I think keep an eye on, the defensive tackle out of Florida, the big boy, uh, I think his name is Javon Dexter. That kid reminds me the most of Connie Harris. Under the radar. He's physical at the, at the line of attack. He can, he can run stop. He can put pressure up the middle. I think he will be an excellent choice in day two if we miss out on, on, on the big, on any other big tackles, you know, first round. If we choose not to go defensive tackle, we choose to go with my guy, the scrunk. I think day two we could find our three technique. And another guy I like is, um, the kid from Georgia, the tight end, Donnell Washington. He's big. He's physical. He's a big target for, for a field to, to, Especially picture cold weather. I can I can see him cold weather. No linebacker trying to bounce off of him. Safety's coming up. He's stiff on him, arming him. He's he's dipping the shoulder. He's running over people. The guy is a physical specimen who can catch. He's not the fastest. It takes him around a long time to get some legs going. But I can see him a big physical opposite. Cole Komet. If Cole might go down, you know he could easily step in and be. Number one in my mind, but I can see him opposite Cole Komet, just stretching the middle, giving defense that work. All right. And he, listen, all the draft, I love that you're doing your, your due diligence on the draft. I love it because, yes, there are a lot of, but what I take from that is, yes, there are a lot of prospects in this upcoming draft that can drastically help the Chicago Bears. And I know you're going to have some naysayers and some people, well, how much is a first-round pick or, or picks in the fourth or fifth round really going to help you? A lot if you make the right one. And so, as far as Peter Sikronsky, I would love him. I don't know if he's the pick at number nine. He may be. If he is, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at Paris Johnson. I'm not mad at any of those because the positions and players that come in at things that we absolutely need for this team. But to Big Homie's point, we can still get hell of a players later in this draft. We can still get players that absolutely can be part, maybe if not the Bears, heavy rotation next season, but the season after that, after having development, after the coaching staff working on them. Absolutely could that. You guys know. I'm high on Tajay Spears, extremely high on this kid. And if the Bears were to draft him in the third round, whatever, and coming in, not necessarily saying he can't make an impact in his rookie season, but if he does not, I know that the, that the Bears are going to be developing him and getting him prepared, and I like the talent that kid has. There's a lot of talent deep in this draft at positions of need for the Chicago Bears, and if Ryan Pose does his due diligence in the way that he's proven up, up to this point, the Bears are going to walk away with some hell of, hell of a talents in this draft coming up. Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. Uh, let's get into this next voicemail for today. This one is uh, from the 937, kind of in my area in Ohio. Hey, hey, love the show. I'm from Ohio, about 44, been Bears fan since the Walter Payton days. And I'm just curious why everybody's freaking out about Orlando Brown when they sign somebody else to do his job for $16 million more a year. Everybody just relax. Two Ohio State tackles, one will be a first-round one will be a second or third round pick pro ready everybody relax relax they're coming bear down bears fans freaking out about orlando brown jr yes fam you get a lot of people with that um it, you know and i've said this a while, a while for a lot of fan bases it's always going to be what the team did not do rather than being able to evaluate what the team is doing and so with that said it's just it's just part of sports unfortunately it's part of the game it's part of fandom it's part of that Orlando Brown Jr. was not a scheme fit. And if you look at the reviews and everything and, and the comments from uh, people in the know, it, he just was not a scheme fit. That just is what it is. And that's what boiled down to not bringing him in. Orlando Brown Jr. was not a scheme, a fit for the scheme that the Chicago Bears want to go after. 
He just wasn't. When you when you look at also the money on top of that, the four year, sixty four million dollar deal, it was technically, I guess, an affordable deal for the Bears, especially with the with the space that they had. But Ryan Post said this to that. Yeah, I'm not going to get into speci- into the specific player, but the scheme match is a big deal there. That's it. That's what I talked about at the beginning of the of the video. Scheme fit is big for Ryan Post, and it should be. And we're not going to spend money on players that have talent, but much may not necessarily fit the scheme. So we'll see what that means going forward for the Bears. Now, that's it for voicemails, but we got two text messages that I also want to read. This first one up, this one is from the 708, and he says this. Hey, CBC, love you guys and the content. This is AC from the West Side. Quick question. Do you feel, uh, do you feel that we need a veteran corner to help guide the young boys we got in the secondary? And I'm not happy with the way Eddie Jackson has been playing. I feel like since he got paid, he isn't the same aggressive player. What do you think? I'm not as hard on Eddie Jackson as what you are. I understand it, right? I definitely understand the fact of him not playing as hard. Definitely get that. I'm not taking away from that at all. I understand where you're coming from with that. Could the Bears go after a veteran cornerback to help the depth there, to help guide, to help lead? Absolutely. I don't know if that comes in this first wave of free agency. We may see that more in the second wave of free agency. And we could see the Bears actually draft an additional quarterback later in the draft if they see somebody. I don't know if it's high on the Bears' list of priorities in high in the in the upper picks of the draft, but I absolutely do think that there is a that it is a possibility that they do go after a veteran corner to add some depth, add some experience, add some leadership. Definitely, I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility. Guys, let me know what you think on that one down below. All right, let's get into this last one. This one is from the 408, and they leave this. Uh, it's actually Tone from the 408 says i know we just lost demo to the lions but history leaves clues i don't think he'll fit the mold of the backs they like like aaron jones uh, elijah mitch and cmc all are shifty home run hitters with receiving ability i think they got after someone like miles sanders or or watching uh uh, johnson in the draft if uh, if if they like herbert i think they bring in jamal williams to compliment him now this was left clearly before us uh, bringing in Dante Foreman, and that's the route that the Bears did go. And I think that when you look at it, they brought in somebody who can do things similarly to what David Montgomery could do, and it is what it is there. They're going to one-year deal, kind of one of those prove-it deals. We're going to see how we rock it out. To me, I think that bringing in Foreman means that maybe they look at a younger player in the draft, and then if that younger player comes in and performs, Dante Foreman goes away. You don't have to pay another running back. So it could be something like that. I love the deal that they got Foreman on. I love the the what that leaves them to be able to do in the future as well. And I think it was a smart move by Ryan Post. But you guys can let me know what you think on all that down below. But that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail to sound off on the mailbag, like you heard today, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, Bear down, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.